When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hello, Art. Hello, ah. Bunk Funkers. Welcome to another scintillating edition of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. <laughs> Who's this guy? This guy's a little creepy. I like him. Uh, he hosts a late-night a public television program where <laughs> they explore human sexuality up close <laughs> and personal. Wow, I definitely want to watch that. Mostly through showing videos of animals mating to unsuspecting people on the street. <laughs> Look at it! Look at it! You ever seen two cheetahs do it? Now you have... What did you think? It's very fast. <laughs> kind of like me, huh? Here's a video of that. Hey, wait a minute. This is this is not uh this is not public access. What? This is what? fucking showtime. What do you mean I'm being arrested? I thought this was America. <laughs> I have my rights. Your rights went out the window when you watched when you showed everyone in that theater who was sitting there to see Minions 4, two hippopotamuses fucking each other. <laughs> in the in the Sahara. That was the director's cut, I swear. <laughs> Minions 4. <laughs> the director's cut. Despicable me? Anyway. <laughs> Andy... Hey, Art. You goofball. How the heck are you? Oh, jeez. I am just super duper. Thanks for asking. How's the wife? How's the kids? Hell, you know, they're still in that uh, hang gliding accident. <laughs> that accident's been going on for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Definitely didn't leave me and move to her parents. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Andy, uh, it's funny that that creepy guy brought up Animals mating, because today's wow. topic kind of, uh, 
you know, uh, it could be about two animals mating in a way. Its wow. name is two different animals. Yeah, it's it's really that pervert was pretty prescient. Um, in that prescient a, pervert. Prescient pervert. That's actually his name. The the name of the show, the prescient pervert. Huh. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, this the the topic of today's episode is the skunk ape. Uh, the skunk ape. The skunk ape. And uh, the skunk ape, as the name implies, is clearly the product of a mating ritual between a skunk and an ape. <laughs> well, Andy, uh, not entire. I mean, that that could be your theory, and that could be true. Well, I've got a lot to learn. That, yeah, you do. Uh, and and you too, dear bunk funkers, can learn quite a bit about this uh, Bigfoot. Uh, cousin, if you will, uh, and and if you want to learn right away, yeah, where could I learn more about this notes. topic, Art? Andy, let me tell you, great question. Thank you for asking. Here's what you can do: you go to the show notes on the episode, you look for the timestamp, you follow the timestamp in the show note descriptions. Okay, it'll take you right to the research, and you're gonna learn so much about skunk apes that you never learned before. You're going to be saying thank you, Andy and Art, for teaching me the whole enchilada on skunk apes. You're going to eat this enchilada. It's going to stink like a skunk. It's going to be full of hair like an ape. And you're going to love it. You're going to taste it. You're going to like it. It's going to be delicious. So get on over there. Do it now. Uh, but but first, unless you want to wait, uh, because first, Andy and I need to check in with each other. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to get right into it, stick around. Yeah, stick around. <laughs> Andy and I, we got some beef to squash, and we've got to talk about Mr. Bunker, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, first of all, Mr. Bunker, as you folks know, uh, you bunk funkers know who have been listening, for the past, well, uh, like two months and a week, um, mm -hmm. we haven't been in the bunker. I mean, you know, it's it's been a long time since we've been in the bunker because of quarantine. Obviously, we're Andy and I are both quarantined inside of our homes. That's right. We can't go outside. Somewhat related to COVID-19, somewhat unrelated. <laughs> and perhaps in some ways, Andy, perhaps in some days, in some ways, we metaphorically stink like a skunk ape and we have to be metaphorically quarantined. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, I think... Uh, Do you identify with this, that, that statement? Yeah, if we draw this metaphor out to its logical conclusion, I mean, what we're really saying here is that in a metaphorical sense, Arden and I smell ungodly bad and have been asked to segregate ourselves from society at large. <laughs> Metaphorically But we're speaking. still bringing all the, the whole enchilada of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast right to your ears. You can stink and make an enchilada, trust me. Oh, yeah. You stink in the kitchen. You really, you know, the smell of the cooking covers it up. Right, yeah. That's why most A of the time of I smell you know, like get... bacon grease. Yeah. Um, now... Mr. Bunker has been kind of using all the world quarantine measures to travel the world. Yeah. He, uh, of and course, famously no went different. to Wuhan uh, yep. initially, yep. Uh, was infected with the virus. And that's right. Now that he's built immunity in his in his body and he has the antibodies, he is uh, traveling the globe, making making uh, the most of the affo really affordable airfare right now. And uh, this week, Andy, uh, you you received a note from him about where he's at. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I mean, I think that um, I was a little surprised, I guess, maybe taken aback even by mm. the postcard I received because it's actually 
uh, ostensibly it, it's Mr. Bunker doing something charitable, um, which huh. you know, I you know, I I don't know that he's a like person that I would think of as being uh, you know, the type to do something altruistic, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, he seems, I'm not saying that he's selfish, um, but I'm saying that it wasn't something that I would expect to see him doing something charitable. Um, He's generous with his abduction abilities. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, So uh, this, this, this week, what I got was a postcard from him and, and, you know, what he's been doing is the front of the postcard is a picture of him wherever he is. And, and in this, in this picture, uh, he's clearly in a rainforest and he's high in the trees and he's in this, uh, this hammock made of leaves that's like stretched between two trees. And he's, he's okay. laying in the hammock. I now I don't know who took this picture. He's laying in the hammock and he's, He's spooning uh, an adult orangutan. Um, he's the big spoon, oh. and oh, the wow. ara- right. And uh, you know, I'm obviously confused when I first get this postcard and I see this picture on the front because oh. it's like, what's going on? And yeah, did you get this from the what's his name? Persnickety pervert. <laughs> the persnickety pervert. Uh, what was his <laughs> name? The prescient pervert. That's it. <laughs> prescient pervert. The pers- persnickety the pervert per- is a different <laughs> persnickety pervert program was the, altogether. Uh, the the first attempt at that Lemony Snicket did at his uh, his writing name. His, I his also I name. also started a, a business where I'm a quality assurance for <laughs> pornographic films, uh, you know, continuity stuff like that, and uh, <laughs> that's what I call it, the persnickety pervert. <laughs> LLC, LLC, yeah. Okay, um, so you received a postcard of Mr. B spooning a adult orangutan in a right. hammock, in a in a leaf hammock uh, in the rainforest, and on the back it says that. That he's been he's been volunteering his time toward conservation efforts in Borneo at, at an orangutan sanctuary specifically. Um, wow! Yeah, and I I was shocked by this. And then he's it a takes Borneo a, again, believer in conservationism. <laughs> he was Borneo again. Look, he may have been Borneo at night, but it wasn't last night. Um, <laughs> you know, he's volunteering his time, and I'm I'm shocked by this uh, that he's volunteering his time. And then I go on to read. It takes a bit of a dark turn. Um, apparently, he's he's writing this to me like in confidence. I guess maybe I shouldn't say anything, but that he's not there actually to help conservation entirely. He's glad yeah, that he can okay. do that, but that really what he's doing is uh, trying to further the work of Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov, the a Soviet biologist who. Uh, tried to create, of course, a, a, a half human, half ape hybrid. Uh, you wow. might remember him from our from our uh, second episode on human evolution. Um, he, you know, Ivanov was specifically trying to make a a uh, half half human, half chimpanzee. Um, but this I guess was, Mr. this Bunker, was supposed to be some kind of super soldier, right? And Mr. all the Bunker, strength of a chimpanzee with all the brains and. Uh, penis size of a human right yeah maybe the most important part is the penis size uh, and uh mr bunker says in his postcard that he's training the orangutans 
uh, in uh, like hand-to-hand combat and stuff. And I don't know. It's sort of vague. He might also be having sex with the orangutans. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. The picture, the hybrid. I'm getting some vibes from this <laughs> postcard that he might be having sex with the orangutans. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have While to he's teaching them one, to yeah. kill. Okay. I, I have a feeling we're going to be getting a video next, and that video is going to be going straight to the persnickety pervert. Yeah. <laughs> It'll need some quality assurance. Or you mean the prescient pervert. Well, whether it's the the persnickety or prescient, I can't keep up with all these perverts, Andy. There's too, we can both agree there's too many perverts involved in this already. Speaking of perverts, Andy, yeah. you... Now, good segue. <laughs> Andy, listen. Now, obviously, the bunkfuckers know that we've known each other a long time, and Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not fair that I air out our dirty laundry here <laughs> on the pod in front of everybody. But I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Andy, this week in quarantine, I offered to buy a box of buffalo meat with you, and you turned me down. You left me hanging. Andy, why don't you want to buy buffalo meat with your co-host? All the bunkfuckers want to know. Let's hear it, Andy. Look, I'll... Look. Yeah, look. <clears throat> bunkfuckers, this... This is a true story. This is a uh, true story about two friends who want to buy buffalo meat. Art provided me with links to two different uh, purveyors of bison meat, uh, locally sourced, uh, sustainable, yeah, humane. Yeah, semi-locally. Not not in the greater Chicago, but, you know, Wisconsin, uh, South Dakota, it's nearby. Yeah, you know, they're they're in like north west Wisconsin and they, they graze all over yeah. there and what are you talking about? Yeah. So he sends me a couple of links to bison purveyors. That's right. And I'll be honest, I was in interested. Said, Ew in fuck you, Art. Don't talk to me unless we're doing the podcast. That's what uh, bison are Majestic uh, creatures, incredibly large, intimidating, uh, so good for the ecosystem, and nothing would make me prouder than to eat one. And <laughs> their uh, meat is healthier for you. You can eat it raw. Yeah, that's true. Um, Semi raw. So, <laughs> so uh, I was intrigued, but here's where I hesitate. I my actions are are not in a vacuum. And um, I have a household to think mm. of, and mm-hmm. I will tell you what colored my thoughts on this is that uh, my current uh, meat provider is a company called Butcher Box, uh, which I initially heard about from a podcast, uh, Christopher Kimball's Milk Street and Radio. Yeah, and and let me tell you about that podcast. The the street isn't made of milk. He lives on a normal concrete street or whatever streets are made out of. As- art asphalt or art, whatever they're made of. Art art thought that Milk Street was like the canals of Venice, but nothing but milk. Flowing yeah, exactly. with milk. And, and now he was sorely disappointed. And now that COVID has happened, all the natural Cheerios and other cereals are are flowing back into Milk Street. Dolphins. Yeah. Cereal dolphins. Cereal dolphins. Um so I get my meat through Butcher Box. Butcher Box is a great service. 
they do not sponsor this podcast. So uh, this endorsement is coming purely from me. I think they're great. They send you a box of frozen meat uh, and it's tremendous. I have a butcher box coming in this coming week. So I only have so much freezer space. I have to think about that. I also have to think about that when I was hmm. before my butcher box build before they pack it for shipping. Uh, they have some exclusive member deals on the website. I went to the website. You know, obviously there are some meat shortages now. The only member deal they had was bison meat. And I said to my wife, how about some bison meat? She said, no. Wow. No, thanks. Wow. So the truth comes out. Now, I never was, asked her about the... the, the it it the, was your wife all along. The bison links that you sent. Uh, I forgot to ask her, frankly. And mm. you needed meat faster uh-huh. than I did that. Oh, yeah. And I figured that she would probably be not so much in favor of it anyway. Wow. But I was going to talk to her about it. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, Funk Funkers. Andy, I guess, cares about his family and what his wife thinks over what I think. If you all can Art, believe that. Art wanted me to go halvesies with him on a box of bison. We were going to go halvesies on a whole bison. Not an entire bison. And we were going to ride it around. Not to eat, to raise and love as our own. That's right. But I guess I'll have to find someone else to fulfill that dream with me. I guess so. Well, anyway, sorry, Bunkfunkers. I'm sorry that we aired our dirty, skunky ape laundry. Our dirty laundry in front of all of you, but that's the truth. That's the God, honest to God truth. At the top of the show, you said this was a beef, and I guess you probably should have said it was a bison. Or a beefalo at best. Um, Anyway, bye, son. (laughs) Uh, You know what, Andy? Our dirty laundry stinks... Very similar to today's topic, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it smells, has a very distinctive odor, uh, just like uh, today's topic. Uh, today's topic is the skunk ape. Now, the skunk ape is a, uh, it's like a Bigfoot type deal. It's a uh, yeah. large primate humanoid. It uh, it, it resides uh, all over Florida, allegedly. Uh, but mostly concentrated in the south, in the, uh, the near the Everglades and the Big Cypress National Preserve. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, and uh, you know what? We'll get into it. We'll get into uh, the whole enchilada on the skunk ape. Lots of stories about the skunk ape. What what we're doing today to hunt for the skunk ape, and what we think the skunk ape may or may not be. I think you're going to yeah. be surprised with this one, Bunk Funkers. Yeah, I think so, Bunk Funkers. I think that uh, I think we're taking you for a ride on this one. Well, why don't you so hop aboard up. our uh, our little bison, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll take you on a ride uh, here on uh, Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time podcast for the whole enchilada on the skunk ape. Get it now. Good 
Good morning, afternoon, or evening, dear uh, Bunk Funkers. Today, my darling co-host and I shall present to you a a well-organized and thoroughly researched portrayal of the Cryptidius Zoologicus Phenomenaris, Peculiara Simonae, or in uh, lay terms, the Skunk Ape. Indeed. You all probably thought we would intro the research with some over-the-top histrionic caricatures of southern descent, rambling on about hunting the skunk ape, probably with cartoonish portrayals of the American southern dialect. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. We've grown bunk funkers, and uh, all that silliness and jokes, that's all behind us now. No, 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 We're, we're very much going to present the story of the skunk ape without... Any wacky hijinks or goofy characters or anything, just straight facts, the way you all like it. No, no, very serious indeed. So, shall we begin, Andrew? Skunk Skunk ape. To To understand such a creature, one has to understand the etymology of both the skunk and the ape. Uh, And this is where we shall begin. Anthropology is the study of uh, Well, hello there. My name's Swamp Boat Charlie. First name Swamp Boat. Second name Charlie. Last name Brown. And I'm Devereaux Thibodeau, owner of the Hedgerow Restaurant, the finest etouffee buffet this side of the Mississippi now. Some of you now might be asking yourself, why do Cajun fellas, two fine Cajun gentlemen, is here hacking your podcast feed about a story set in Florida now? Well, we teamed up because Andy and Art is a couple of gators who thinks there's chickens. Those boys ain't right now. And Devereaux and I, we are actually the finest skunk ape hunters the air walls. We hunt a skunk ape. That's right now. I do declare. And we need to make sure the skunk ape story is done justice. Because let me tell y'all now. If you ever been deep in the swamps... Deep down where the water's so high it go up to your knees, nah. You don't know east from west. Everywhere you look, nah, there's only the swamp. And then first, you smell it. You smell like a bad onion. Or worse than onion, swamp boat. Then, though, you hear them. Boom. 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 Go tigers and twa You don't see nothing. It sees you. The skunk ape got you. A seven foot tall, four hundred pounds of primary humanoid, possibly a descendant from the late Paleolithic era. You ain't ready to take on the skunk ape. Luckily, y'all got us now. Andy and I are gone, and it's just us now, and it will be for the rest of this episode. Trust me. <laughs> so let's begin for real. For Skunk real. apes are the...
Ah, ah, Andy, all right. I think I got our feedback. We were hacked. That egghead shit wasn't working, Art. We got our feed hacked. Let's just let's just get back to normal. Uh, yeah. And I hope that's the last we see of those wily Cajun hackers. Boy, talk about a hacky trope, huh, Andy? Seriously. I mean, Cajun hackers? Geez, way to play into stereotypes. <laughs> Cajun right. people, of course, known for their tech savvy. <laughs> oh, we see it constantly. It's a constant trope in media. The Cajun Not hacker. every Cajun person knows how to use computers like the back of their hand, okay? <laughs> it's, it's a stereotype. It's not right. They're playing right into it. All right, they're not all hackers. They didn't all break into government facilities electronically. It's a stereotype, people. Yeah, I mean, you know, from hacking crawfish to hacking computers, it's they just love to hack. There's a wide range of activities Cajun people do. We're not going to mess around anymore, bunk funkers. Okay, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're not well-refined eggheads. We never have been. We are who we are. We're here to give you the whole enchilada on the skunk ape. Now, the skunk ape goes by many, many names. However, maybe you've heard it as the swamp cabbage man, the swamp ape, the stink ape, the Florida Bigfoot, the Louisiana Bigfoot, the Mayaka ape, the Mayaka skunk ape, swamp squatch, skunk man, skunk monkey, swamp man, the swamp monster, and the barred in booger. Okay, very funny, Art. Where'd you get this list of my nicknames from high school? <laughs> oh, oh, Andy. It's unclear who first coined the name Skunk Ape, but sources say it surfaced somewhere around the 1960s. Now, Skunk Ape is much like Bigfoot, but if it personified Florida. <laughs> Florida, we're just joking. Come on, we're just pulling your panhandle a little bit. We're gonna for the rest of the episode, okay? Just, come. just ribbing you. But yes, Skunk Ape and Sasquatch or Bigfoot are very closely related, except there's a few varied qualities, Uh, the most obvious thing being its horrific odor. Skunk Ape is a large, foul-smelling, hairy, ape-like creature, uh, which walks upright on two legs. It generally has dark fur, but has often been described as as having brown, red, cinnamon-colored fur, and even white fur. It has a large, round head with big, shining eyes and no noticeable neck, and broad, rounded shoulders. When standing upright, it has long, dangling arms. You know, classic Sasquatch outline here, folks. One other difference is the size. Now, Bigfoot didn't just get its name for its feet. It got it because it's a, it's big. It's Bigfoot. Skunk Ape is typically a little smaller than its Pacific Northwest cousin. According to Joe Nickel, who uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, he's going to show up again a little later, who is a reporter for the Skeptical Inquirer. Uh, he researched over 77 different skunk ape cases, and um, he found that skunk ape sizes range from four feet tall to as tall as 10, but the average reported was about 7.45 feet tall. The uh, skunk ape has typical Bigfoot behavior as well. Uh, skunk apes are frequently seen standing among trees, crossing roads, and occasionally being hit by cars, uh, rummaging in garbage, drinking water or catching fish from lakes or streams, uh, visiting campsites, standing to peer in windows, and so on. 
It typically vocalizes by growling, grunting, grumbling, or producing stressed breathing, and at least in one case, clicking noises. Much like the skunk ape, Art, too, is a reclusive, creepy voyeur who communicates with awkward grunts. Mm, True, but I don't stink. That's true. He doesn't. And neither do I. I can confirm that both Andy and I are very nice-smelling people. Quit sending us messages online saying we stink. We don't. It's not true. We smell okay. I mean, I don't know what else you guys could be talking about when you say we stink, other than our smell. How would you even know? You've never met us. You can't but smell us through a podcast. We can't overstate how bad the skunk ape stinks, stinks, stunks. This thing apparently reeks of rotten cabbage worse than a skunk. The kind of smelly smell that smells something smelly. Uh, skunk ape sightings happen all over Florida, from the panhandle to the Everglades. But Skunk Ape is especially fond of the Big Cypress National Preserve, a massive 72, 70, 720,000, sorry, 720,000 acre, that is 2,900 kilometers square, National Preserve of Swampland. And it's home to, geez, all sorts of fucking plants and animals, including the elusive Florida Panther. But could it be home to the elusive Skunk Ape? And are skunk apes and the Florida Panthers friends? That's what mm, I want to know. Real question. Yeah. Regardless, a large animal could easily move around here without being seen by humans, let me tell you. So what's the history of the old skunk ape? Well, some Bigfoot believers argue that the creatures could be a tiny relic population of an ape species thought to have gone extinct millions of years ago, such as Gigantopithecus or Paranthropus. Same thing with Bigfoot. Skunk ape has roots in local Native American populations from Florida as well, such as the Seminoles or the Mikuski tribe, uh, who have been telling stories of the skunk ape sightings for centuries. Uh, some early Native American legends, which speak of giants along the Kissimmee River and the Sand People and Mangrove People, could these legends be describing skunk apes? One interesting story is the historical account of Henry Tamer, an early pioneer in Orange County. Tamer told about finding uh, a quote, finding Indian graves on the St. John's River with skeletons as big as giants and skulls that would fit over a normal man's head. End quote. In 1935, workers unearthed a quote, a human thigh bone that was as long as a man's whole leg. End quote. Were these the skeletal remains of a skunk ape? Now, um, there are a plethora of reported sightings in the modern era, and to be fair, most of them go something like this. This person saw a skunk ape. The end. So, we scoured a bunch of them, and we, we, we've picked a few that have a little more meat on the bones. Which is what the skunk ape would want anyway. It wants that meat on those bones. In November of 1966, a woman was driving down a remote country road near Brooksville, Florida when her car suddenly got a flat tire. So she pulled to the side of the road, retrieved the spare tire from the trunk of her car, and proceeded to change the flat. When she smelled a terrible, strange odor, she ignored it at first, thinking, oh, it's probably just some polecat. But then, she heard its footsteps. They were heavy and coming from the opposite side of the road. 
As she tightened the last lug nut on the fresh tire, she saw it. A seven-foot-tall, human-like creature standing on the other side of the road, watching. It was walking upright with shaggy, dark fur covering its entire body. On the top of its rounded shoulders was its head with the face of a man. Almost curious of what the lone woman was doing, it squatted down and stared at her. Just then, another passing vehicle drove by, and it vanished back into the swamp. Now, skunk ape sightings, much like disco and large suit lapels, saw an increase in the 1970s. Some say this is due to the increase in housing development in the Everglades in the 1970s, which was pushing the skunk ape out of its natural habitat. In February of 1971, five archaeologists were excavating a Native American mound deep in the Big Cypress Swamp, which, as we mentioned, is a very deep, large, isolated area of swampland in South Florida. When the men got done with the dig and set up camp for the night, it attacked. All five described a large bipedal primate crashing their camp and completely wrecking the place before shrouding itself back in the dense, deep swamp. They recall it being seven to eight feet tall and about 700 pounds and covered with shaggy white fur. Later, the team found footprints measuring 18 inches by 11 inches wide. And as with every skunk ape encounter, the team complained about the sickening odor that lingered long after the creature departed. In January of 1974, the Hialeh Gardens Police Department responded to a motorist who reported hitting a large, seven-foot-tall, hairy creature that was crossing uh, Highway US-27. The motorist said they hit the creature and it retaliated by attacking his car and growled before limping off into the swamp. The department sent out a helicopter to search the surrounding swamp and allegedly spotted the ape-like creature five miles out from where it had been hit. We say allegedly because while this incident was reported in local newspapers and recalled from law enforcement personnel, there's no official record uh, relating to it. Then again, how would a skunk ape know to press charges? Perhaps it was trying to get the guy's insurance information. We may never know. The skunk ape sightings continue to trickle in through the 70s. That's right, Art. In 1975, seven young men reported seeing three skunk apes in Citrus County. In 1977, three more were seen near Moon Lake, Florida, and one was allegedly 10 feet tall. In fact, skunk ape sightings had gotten so popular that in 1977, State Representative Paul Knuckles from Fort Myers wanted to make it a misdemeanor to capture or harass a skunk ape. He introduced a bill in the state legislature, House Bill 1664, to protect the elusive man-ape, which in part stated, quote, any person taking, possessing, harming, or molesting any anthropoid or humanoid animal, which is native to Florida, popularly known as the skunk ape, or doing any act reasonably capable of harming or molesting such animals, end quote. The bill never passed into law, but that hasn't stopped discussions about trying it again. It's nice that they tried to protect the skunk ape, Art. Just like me, I'm considered an endangered species in multiple states. See? It says so right here on this piece of paper. Andy, this says you're a danger to species. This is a wanted poster. Hmm? Well, I am known for something. <laughs> 
Well, Andy, it's time to ditch our platform shoes and bell bottoms for flannel and a lock of Eddie Vedder's hair. Because in 1997, a guided tour bus full of foreign tourists traveling through Ochopee, uh, Florida, in the Everglades, saw a large ape-like animal, presumed to be a skunk ape, ambling through the outskirts of a swamp. Soon after, uh, soon afterward, Ochopee Fire Chief Vince Duer uh, saw a similar creature crossing the road near his house and rushed into the swamp. Duer managed to take a photo of the creature before it escaped. This is considered one of the first ever photographs of the skunk ape, but it wouldn't be the last. In 2000, a woman who to this day has remained anonymous sent a letter and some unsettling photographs to the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. These photographs weren't the kind I send, that is, tasteful nudes. They showed what looked to be some kind of great ape. I mean, my photos kind of show that, but, I mean, (laughs) it's different. The photos were taken in the dark with the camera's flash. The ape is looking directly at the camera from a medium distance, and its eyes and teeth are shining bright in the camera's flash. The letter states, quote, Enclosed, please find some pictures I took. My husband thinks it is an orangutan. Is someone missing an orangutan? It is in a crouching position in the middle of standing up from where it was sitting. It froze as soon as the flash went off. I heard the orangutan walk off into the brushes. I judge it as being about six and a half to seven feet tall. As soon as I realized how close it was, I got back to the house. It had an awful smell that lasted well after it had left my yard. The orangutan was making deep whoop noises. End quote. She goes on to say that the ape had been stealing apples off their back porch. Folks have tried to track down the lady who took these photographs. David Barcasey, owner of Reptile Wholesaler Silver City Serpentarium in Sarasota. <laughs> wow, say that five times fast. Not only tried to track down this skunk ape, but the lady who took these photos. But all he was ever able to track down was that the photographs were printed in December 2000 at the Eckerd Photo Lab at the intersection of Fruitville and Tuttle Roads. Some say that's not useful. I say, you found a good photo processor. Still, the Mayaka photos remain one of the cornerstones of the skunk ape legend. Well, that's well and good, but what about today, Andy? You know, how has the skunk ape hunt continued? A uh, possibly controversial, but nonetheless prominent member of the continued skunk ape hunt is a guy named Dave Sheely. Now, according to Sheely, this is his quote, I am the expert, the state and county expert on the Florida skunk ape. And have been for years. End quote. Sheely runs the Skunk Ape Research Headquarters in Ochopee, Florida, nestled deep in the Big Cypress National Preserve, where his family has lived for decades, actually, long before it was even a national preserve, actually. The Skunk Ape Research Headquarters doubles as a tourist roadside attraction where you can see big ass fucking reptiles and look at skunk ape pictures and foot molds of his feet and buy skunk ape t shirts. Now, Sheely has written a field guide on the skunk ape, he's made TV appearances about it, and continually investigated skunk ape sightings. Dave Sheely had his first encounter with the stinky solitaire in the early 70s. He and his brother, Jack, were out hunting when Dave was only 10. When they saw it stalking through the swamps, 
Dave has been hooked ever since. Later in 1998, Dave set up a few tree stands on his 30-acre swamp property and spent an entire year sitting in them and baiting the area to try and lure a skunk ape. On September 8, 1998, he was rewarded with his second sighting. According to Dave, quote, I heard something splashing in the water. Splash, splash, splash. At first I thought it was a person, but then from around 100 yards away, I saw it coming toward me. It was a skunk ape, the same as I saw when I was a kid, end quote. Dave took several photos of the skunk ape before it scampered off into the swamps. He later returned and made a concrete cast of its footprint, which is still in his gift shop today. In 2000, Dave captured footage of a skunk ape for the third time. Now, you can actually look this up. It's, uh, it's on YouTube, and you can find a link to this footage in our research in the show notes or on our website, MrBunkersConspiracyTime.com. It's kind of grainy daytime footage shot from hundreds of feet away, but it definitely shows the creature moseying about in the hummock of palm trees. Um, then about halfway through the video, the creature kind of breaks into a run, escaping into the forest. Sheely notes that he uh, he filmed it uh, at a swamp where the water was a foot deep, which made the creature's speed, which Sheely estimates at 22 miles per hour, very impressive and quote, impossible for a human to achieve. So basically what he's saying is suck on those stinky skunk ape nuts, haters. It definitely wasn't his brother in a gorilla suit because his brother can't run that damn fast. More on people thinking this is all just his brother in a gorilla suit later. Anyway, it was shortly after this footage that Sheely applied for a grant to study the skunk ape, but was denied. Now, like we said, Sheely isn't without his controversy. Critics point out that he profits directly from this supposed cryptid, and he ain't afraid to stir the pot, neither. Sheely claims that he saw the skunk ape again in 2011 and was able to retrieve some hair it left on a branch, but shortly after, some unidentified government agents came to his home and confiscated it. Aside from Dave Sheely, the skunk ape has drawn media attention away from its more famous cousin, Bigfoot, on occasion. In an episode for uh, Finding Bigfoot on the Animal Planet TV network, the hosts visit a couple who live in remote Quincy, Florida, up near the Panhandle. The couple showed a broken bird feeder, a broken fence post, and a plaster cast they took of the alleged skunk ape who would attack their home. They also showed photos of a greasy, nasty, stinky handprint that the skunk ape allegedly left on the inside of the back door window meaning it allegedly opened the back door to their home and then left its stinky handprint there. Rookie mistake. You got to make sure to wipe your hands before you go beefing and peeping. That's where I eat a big greasy Italian beef sandwich and then peep into people's houses. Whatever you do to get your kicks, Andy. Oh, I get kicked a lot. Can you believe how rude some people are, Art? I'm just beefing and peeping. There's no reason to kick me. Just a simple beef and peep. That's a beef and a peep. It's just a beef and a peep. I ate a big beef and now I'm peeping in your windows. Don't kick me. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I ain't some persnickety pervert. I'm just beefing and peeping. <laughs> Anywho, the Bigfoot hunters did set up a watch for the skunk ape with thermal cameras in the forest surrounding the family's home and some kind of animal did appear on the thermal cam. Uh, but one of the Bigfoot hunters, Bobo, 
This is too funny to me. Fell down the stairs, and when he got up, the animal was gone from the thermals. I mean, of course, of course, Bobo fell down the stairs and missed. He did a different kind of beefing and peeping. He beefed, (laughs) and then he he couldn't peep. Yeah, he beefed it and missed a peep. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh. So they set up the thermal cameras. Something was on the camera. Bobo falls down the stairs, and by the time he gets up, it's gone. At the end of the episode, they set another stakeout, this time in a remote area of the Everglades, where they again find some kind of creature on their thermal cams uh, before it runs off. So what exactly would it take for the skunk ape to be recognized by science? Well, for starters, it would probably need to publish a paper in a science-related field! (laughs) (laughs) I jest, I jest. The International Code of Zoological Nomenclature, or ICZN, is a widely accepted convention in zoology that rules the formal scientific naming of organisms treated as animals. Basically, if you're going to describe a new species, you got to follow the ICZN's rules. You have to have specific types of evidence available for other scientists to evaluate and then approve of. But there's hope for the poor skunk ape. Dozens of new mammal species have been discovered since the start of the 21st century. But, I mean, they they tend to be very subtle differences in already existing species. Which, again, you know, I guess that could work for the skunk ape. They just gotta find Bigfoot first. So, for example, in August 2013, the first new carnivorous uh, mammal discovered in the Americas um, in 35 years was announced. The Olinguito is, uh, which is like this small arboreal cousin of the Olingo. They kind of look like little ferrets. Uh, but hey, you know what? Like I said, there's hope for old skunk ape. All right. So what are some skeptical answers for what the fuck this stinky bastard is? <laughs> See, Despite dozens of projects going on in the Everglades, including motion-activated cameras, uh, no one has ever captured distinctive empirical evidence of a skunk ape. Almost all of it is eyewitness testimony, which, for skunk ape skeptics, is the Axe body spray, which douses the curious stench of the skunk ape story. Let's start with the obvious. It's just some dude in a gorilla suit. This is an excuse frequently used for Bigfoot as well. Now, various critics of Dave Sheely say that he uses his brother to dress up in a gorilla suit to trick people and that all his supposed skunk ape footage was a fake. But in fairness, there's a lot of similar skunk ape stories throughout the years all over Florida. Is it truly feasible that they're all just guys in gorilla suits? If so, Andy, then the real conspiracy is all the money that costume shops are making. Big gorilla suit is in on it. Oh, my God. Hashtag investigate party city. (laughs) <laughs> Joe Nickel. Remember remember when we said we'd bring him up again? Well, we're bringing him up again. Yeah, yeah I remember. He's a uh, longtime reporter for the Skeptical Inquirer, and we've referenced him, I think, on probably every single cryptid episode at this point. <laughs> yeah. Dude he, loves uh, cryptids. <laughs> he does? He believes the skunk ape may actually be a bear? Skunk bear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's list some bear facts. Here's some bear facts. Just the bear necessities. The bear necessities here. Black bears are covered with shiny black fur and come in various other colors like cinnamon and even white. Just like the skunk ape. A large black bear can easily stand up to be 7 feet tall and weigh between 200 and 587 pounds. Just like a skunk ape. When a bear stands up, they have the appearance of having no neck and rounded shoulders, which is a common trait amongst 
You guessed it, skunk apes. Bears can be very malodorous as well. They often scavenge dead animals or rummage around in dumpsters, which can make them smelly. You know, unless they're super cute and a big part of my childhood, in which case they don't wear pants, they love eating honey, and are best friends with Piglet and Christopher Robin. (laughs) True. Different kind of bear. Bears Mm -hmm. typically move around on all fours, but have been known to stand on their hind legs to peer into areas and even walk around bipedally, just like a skunk ape. And some say that their hind footprints look remarkably human-like. Again, similar to skunk apes. Furthermore, bears have a habit of being creepy voyeurs, like many Bigfoot lookalikes, such as the skunk ape. Bears will stand and watch people. They'll infiltrate their camps and homes, swim in streams, climb trees, just having a bear old time, all in line with skunk ape sightings over the years. But when you think Florida... Do you really think of bears? Well, bears did indeed occupy much of Florida's mainland at one time, Art. But human settlement has greatly reduced their primary range. That is, core population over time. Joe Nickel believes it is a black bear, and he believes bears make up most of Bigfoot lookalike sightings. Joe even mentions Occam's razor in his report, meaning the simplest tenable explanation. The one with the fewest assumptions is most likely to be correct. And when he did mention Occam's razor, I accumbed in my pants. <laughs> well, bears, guys in gorilla suits, yeah, that's all a little too vanilla for me, mate. No, I want some of that weird shit. You know what I mean. <laughs> well, I'm British. What if yeah. skunk apes are actually escaped primate prisoners of a secret genetic testing facility deep in the Florida Everglades, huh? Ooh, god damn, that's a fucking twist. I mean, seriously, who saw that coming? Not on me, huh? Dave Sheely's property on Ochopee is relatively close to both a great ape sanctuary as well as a primate genetic testing and breeding facility. Sheely once tracked an alleged skunk ape sighting to a nearby town of Imokali. Uh, He followed the tracks to a barbed wire fence that enclosed a mysterious primate breeding facility. And it's true. There is a company called Primate Products, which operates out of Imokali, Florida, which has several species of macaque monkeys, around 1,500. A research organization called the Mannheimer Foundation runs a satellite facility about an hour north of Imokali that houses a reported 5,000 macaques and baboons. Sheely believes the whoops and the cries and the calls of the monkeys attract skunk ape who recognize them as brethren. The mild winters and warm climate of southern Florida makes uh, actually makes for a great environment for monkeys and is very close to their natural habitat, which is probably why near Silver Springs, Florida, a group of rhesus monkeys have spread to what some say is more than 200 wild monkeys. And troves of other wild monkey tribes live near Naples, Florida. But be careful, they can have herpes. Oh my God. Who are you, my mother? Andy, be careful. Don't get herpes from those monkeys. If I want to play with cute little monkeys, I'll effing do it. Don't give a fuck. You can't get herpes twice anyway. Anyway. Then there's the Center for Great Apes. 
which is a sanctuary for orangutans and chimps, and is home to 35 great apes, including Bubbles, who was once owned by now-deceased pop star Michael Jackson. Could one or some of the escaped monkeys and great apes from these centers be the cause of the skunk ape sightings? Could these orangutans at the Great Ape Center explain the bizarre Mayaka photos? Well, bunk funkers, we hope you've had your fill on the whole enchilada on the skunk ape, a thoroughly researched and intelligent discussion on a fascinating Alright, Devereaux, we got the feedback hacked. We're back. Did y'all miss us? I'm going to assume that maybe less than like 20% did. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right now. Well, we'll loop up my testes and fry me up a dingleberry. Well, come on my forehole and make me shit. I'm as shocked as y'all are now that Annie and I turned around this episode, y'all. I believe this was a fawn, so kind of the prowess and the tenacity of the skunk ape. Now, I don't know what we can wrap up this episode with. Yes, Bob, some kind of large casserole style dish, which means the entire scope of a given topic. <laughs> we, we hope, hope you hope enjoyed, you enjoyed the, the whole, whole jambalaya, jambalaya on, on the skunk ape. Yo! Yo! Down down the bio. Oh, yeah. yeah, big old skunk ape, six foot, seven foot skunk ape. Skunk ape. Hey, welcome back, listeners. That was our research of the skunk ape. Jeez, Louisiana, let's hope we never get hacked again, huh? Jeez, that was wild. I mean, Cajun hackers, I thought that was just a a, a stereotype, but those guys were good. Yeah, they were good. They got us twice, and I'm sure we're not the only ones who hope they never come back. (laughs) Yeah, I, I imagine that you're right, Art. So, Andy... Uh, how long have you lived in Florida? Uh, pretty much all my life. I grew up there uh, and was raised there. Uh, woo! Andy, you're the freaking skunk ape, dude. You're the skunk ape. <laughs> I've been there since at least the 1960s, obviously. Yep. Obviously. Together, Andy, I think we actually make the perfect skunk ape. Because I'm very reclusive you, and yeah. you're a stinky, shambling, ape-like humanoid mound. <laughs> That's very fair. Hair covered. And we both, uh, no we both take, I mean, equal parts of the skunk ape lore on that one. Right. Reclusivity is actually a big part of the story. Yeah. Uh, so you provide the personality of the skunk ape, and I provide the physical description of the skunk ape. <laughs> a hulking, stench, staining uh, creature that has no neck. Shambling around in waist-deep water. Uh, eating liver from a rope just yeah. out in the woods. Yeah. 
<laughs> liver, uh, apple, lima beans, uh, lima beans. God damn, they fucking list eighty different things that they use to fucking hunt skunk apes. Um, the skunk ape eats well. Yeah, he's got a very. I mean, like he's eating organ meat fresh. Um, he's getting it good, man. Skunk ape's got True. it good. Truly an omnivorous critter. Oh yeah, Andy. How did you how'd you feel about the skunk ape? How do I feel about the skunk ape? Did you like skunk ape? You know, how, where does skunk? Oh, that's another question we'll get to. But first, how'd you feel about skunk ape? You know, uh, I like uh, I like the skunk ape. Um, frankly, um, I think that the skunk ape. We said it a lot. Is the skunk ape is like Bigfoot's cousin. But I kind of like the skunk ape more than Bigfoot, to be honest with you. Wow. That's kind of big. We haven't looked into Bigfoot yet. We don't know all the fun stories about Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot's got a... Bigfoot, I think the skunk ape is less well-known. And I think I'm drawn more to these, like, colloquial um, cryptids more than uh, the real famous ones. Hmm. So... Like Bigfoot, I feel like everybody knows about Bigfoot. Maybe not as many people know about the skunk ape. A stinky swamp ape. I mean, that's more fun than just some ape that lives up in the mountains. True. In my opinion. In my opinion. And he's got his stinky smell. And he's hulking around. He's running through the friggin' swamps. Down through the swamp. Put anything in the swamp, and I like it better than when it's outside of the swamp. Swamp. Um... So where would you rank Skunk Ape on your Mount Cryptidmore? Um, you know, if I only get four cryptids. Mm. I mean, obviously Flatty's going up there. Flatwoods Monster is the first edition. I mean, Flatwoods Monster is great. Yeah, Flatty's um, going up there. Um, Man, my Mount Rushmore of cryptids. We haven't looked into a lot of them. There's a lot left to look into with those. There's a lot of cryptids out there. I mean, I mean, I'm so where would you rank like... Skunk Ape in the cryptids that we've looked at? We've looked at Flatwoods Monster. We've looked mm-hmm. at Mothman. We've right. looked at Bishop Fish, and yeah. uh, I feel like there's one more that I'm forgetting. <laughs> um, Maybe not. I think that's it. Skunk Ape. Those four. Um. Speaking of Mothman, Sandhill Cranes are in the area now, Art. Oh boy! I think a blue out. heron. I think a blue heron flew by my apartment today. Wow! There could be there could be some Mothman sightings in the neighborhood. Um, I don't know. I think Skunk Ape's probably up there behind the Flatwoods Monster and the things that we've covered on this podcast. I think you're going to put Skunk Ape at two. I think that's what you're telling me. You're putting Skunk that's Ape. That's what I'm at telling two? you. I'm saying Flatwoods number one, Skunk Ape is number two. Wow. And then who takes the third spot? Um, it's it's the Mothman and then the Bishop wow. Fish. Wow! I mean, and if there's another Bishop Fish, and if there's another one that we don't remember, it's above the Bishop Fish too. Fuck the Bishop <laughs> Fish. <laughs> Fuck the Bishop Fish. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. I think that's my list as well. Skunk Ape's pretty fun. It's a fun one. Um, I think Mothman actually has better stories. I might put Mothman above Skunk Ape. That's unfortunately I'd say that's fair. Unfortunately, I think Skunk Ape has a more fun twist about what it could be. But yeah. uh it has kind of lame stories. Like every story with the fucking 
Skunk Ape is like, I saw a skunk ape. It's like, all right. Anything else happen? Did the skunk ape chase you? The skunk ape summon a fucking weird alien with a giant grin on his face? I mean, like, come on. Give me a little something to work with here, skunk ape. Come on, man. Okay, that's that's fair. I was pretty convinced, though, that um, the Mothman was a sandhill crane. We were were split on that. We were, we were split, split on, on this. We were definitely split on this. And I, you, you were in Camp Owl, and I was in yeah. Camp Sandhill Crane. That's right. And um, we were split on that. I mean, I, that added. I mean, you're right. The stories are a little bit better. Um, nothing compares to the story of the Flatwoods Monster, even though I'm 100 percent convinced that it was just an owl. It um, was, but it is a fun story. It spawned so much lore on its own that it gets a notch from from me because the what it turned into is way more fun. And I think you're right. I am giving the skunk ape a little bit of an edge over Mothman here because I think the possibilities on the skunk ape are more interesting than uh the Mothman. I think I think that these secret ape research facilities and monkey research facilities are uh are driving me uh to to, to pick the skunk ape. Yeah. You like that. You want to go see those fucking facilities. Yeah, I want to go test out some animals. <laughs> put lip, put lipstick on a Reese's monkey and see what happens. I mean, they literally do sell like various things for testing monkeys. It's a it's it's an interesting store to say or company to say the least. You can buy like harnesses for monkeys, like different contraptions to fucking hold monkeys down and like do experiments on them and shit. It's kind of uh it's interesting. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> it goes without kind of saying sad. that it has been the subject of many a uh, animal rights protest. <laughs> yeah. That would explain that huge sign that they have. Yeah, they have a huge sign that says like get the fuck off our property. Don't don't come here unless we asked you to and even if we asked you to, do what we asked you to do and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> don't look around. Um well, I mean, I guess Um, I guess as far as the skunk ape, you know, the really the big thing to kind of talk about is how much do we kind of uh, where are we kind of leaning with this guy? You know, yeah, you got you got a couple different, you got like three paths you can walk down. Like at first, you got two paths, right? It forks at first. Either yeah, you think there's a skunk trail. You, yeah, you, in the swamp, the swamp trail, you got you got one one little uh path to go. And that's that you believe that there's a skunk ape, that there is a as of yet unclassified uh, humanoid ape creature that's native to the American Southeast um, that exists that has yet to be classified. And then the other path is that you don't believe that. And then if you go down the you don't believe that path, there's another fork in the swamp trail and you go down uh, the path of the gator. Watch out for the gator, cause you betcha. Uh, you walk down that it's a black bear, or you walk down that it's actually an escaped ape from some sort of research facility, or the, or the sanctuary. It is Michael Jackson's escaped. That's uh, chimpanzee bubbles. <laughs> that's true. It could be bubbles. Uh, I should say, yeah, that it's an escaped ape of some sort. That it's a legitimate ape. A legitimate ape. <laughs> legitimate ape can we get a suggestion of anything at all please <laughs> legitimate ape the latest tom clancy thriller 
Oh, no, wait. It should he be John Grisham. John Grisham. He was an ape who escaped from a breeding testing facility, and now he's out for revenge. <laughs> it's like Jason Bourne, except it's like... Yeah. He can't remember who he is. He has apnesia. He, apnesia. <laughs> now he scours the swamp looking for the researchers who fucking captured him and, and to find out. Now he scour, scours he the swamp eating apples <laughs> off of people's porches. And finding liver. He doesn't understand why liver is being strung up in a tree, but he doesn't care. <laughs> what is this mysterious floating liver? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to eat it. I don't know, dude. I'm going to fucking take a bite. It's like a mix of Rambo First Blood and Jason Bourne. He's like <laughs> fucking like leads a revolt with all these like swamp creatures. He gets like a fucking heist together. He's a little monkey guy. He's the ape guy. He's the kind of the leader. And then there's like the uh, alligator dude who's like kind of the big muscle and then there's maybe like one of the uh, the little like crane type birds. It's like the acrobatic one who goes in and like does all the stunts. And then um, uh, what what other creatures are in the swamp? Um, swamp creatures. There's uh, lots of bugs. Lots of bugs. They're the explosives <laughs> demolition swarms <team>. of bugs. <laughs> like a sentient swarm of bugs. A sentient swarm of bugs. Yeah. Swamp critters alone, weak. Swamp critters together, strong. <laughs> Coming this fall. Planet of the swamp critters. <laughs> uh, so I think that's the line of discussion. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Think there's and, a, uh, yeah. think there's a skunk ape or not, and then you got to decide if you don't think it's a skunk ape. What what exactly is are people seeing? Well, let's let's maybe before we get into because that's kind of getting into verdict territory. But yeah, let's talk about those Mayaka photos. Where you leaning on the Mayaka, the Mayaka photos. photos? We got to talk about the Mayaka photos. Um, yeah, I mean, bunk photos. Do you do buy those? Favor. Or do you head, not buy those? Head 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 into the uh, head into the the show notes and look at those Mayaka photos. We'll we'll um, link them out. It'll say Mayaka photos. You'll see it. Yeah, you can't miss it. But I mean, just check check them out. Um, I gotta say, uh, I gotta say, Art, I, I don't, I don't know that it came anonymously, is kind of a question mark for me, All, and and the fact that the the person like says that it's an orangutan, like right up front, and then, you know, like biologists who reviewed the photos afterward like basically confirmed that it was an orangutan. I don't know. There's something, there's something about those photos to me. Like, I feel like, yes, it's a photo of an orangutan, but, uh, I don't understand the circumstances. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, I'm not saying that I don't think that it's possible that an orangutan could be, could have been loose somewhere in Florida and lived its life <laughs> I mean, and been attracted to apples on the back of somebody's porch. I mean, it's Listen, not so far fetched. I hate to, to say it, but it's Florida, <laughs> right? Like I it mean, could happen. If you, yeah, if you're gonna tell, like, but here's the thing, <laughs> Florida man, that's the Florida man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Florida man was actually an orangutan this whole time. Um, I don't know. It doesn't. There's not a whole lot you could tell me about Florida that's gonna shock me. Um. And I don't think that a loose orangutan. I mean, there's already a, tr- a tribe of 200 wild monkeys, monkeys that got loose and have gone back to the wild in Florida. 
Uh, I mean, of course, but we're talking about a lot of space here, you know, where a solitary creature could hide. But, you know, one solitary creature is not going to persist or have a, a breeding population. This is the thing with Bigfoot, right? Is like one one creature might be true. You know what I mean? Like there might be some people seeing an actual right. live critter somewhere. But just because there's some creature that shouldn't be somewhere that is there doesn't mean that there's enough to support a whole body of evidence for sightings over a long period of time. I mean, right. people have been seeing the skunk ape for uh, 50 years. Uh, it can't be the same orangutan that was photographed in, in 2000. I mean, orangutans can live for a while, but, you know, I doubt that all the sightings are one, you know, elderly orangutan. Yeah, I mean, some extra info here on the Mayaka photos, Bunk Funkers. Um, some, the one source, I believe, said that they contacted uh, some kind of, like either costume shop or prop shop or something. And that prop shop said, Oh yeah, that's a, that's like a statue of an orangutan or something. It's not real. Oh, mm-hmm. and though one of the reasons why the lady wanted to be anonymous is because she said she didn't want a bunch of fucking skunk ape hunters bothering her. Like, you know, literally she was like, I don't want a bunch of fucking people showing up to my house uh-huh. with goddamn guns and fucking, skunk ape lures and hunting fucking skunk apes in my goddamn backyard. I already got a goddamn orangutan hanging out in my backyard eating my damn apples. I don't need goddamn skunk ape. <laughs> so that's just a worse little extra. Than a, worse little than orangutans, skunk ape hunters. Can you imagine they're just going out to take out the fucking trash and that a goddamn fucking orangutan is just back there like <laughs> it's just like oh, oh, oh you know that motherfucker wants some tang. What if you ain't got right. no fucking tang to give him, dude? What if you go out there and you ain't getting? He's like, "Yeah, man, give me some tang," and he's like, oh, "It's gonna get angry, Andy. It's gonna rummage through your goddamn trash. It's gonna rip up your lawn. You ain't got no tang." You know, I guess that I thought, yeah, the back. Yeah, he's just hey, man, you got some. Hey, man, you got some tang? <laughs> I don't got no tang, orangutan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't got none. They you love leave that. the next day, you get on the bus. Fuel. Wait, wait for the bus, you go to work. Bus pulls up. Doors open. You get on. Fucking bus driver says, hey man, you got some tang? It's a fucking orangutan. I got no tang, man. I didn't have some last night. I'm not going to have some today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that in the photos, it looked like the mouth kind of changed. Yeah. But... As I'm going back and looking at the Mayaka photos, it doesn't, does it? No. I mean, we don't know. I think these photos might have been taken in succession. Who knows? I don't fucking know. Yeah, we all don't I know is that motherfucker this... wants some tang. Yeah, you want some tang. Don't we all? Um, That's interesting. I mean, I believe that it was faked, though, to be honest with you. I mean... I don't think, again, I don't think it's so far-fetched that it could be a real orangutan, but at the same time, if it was totally fake, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. I guess I don't know what to make of those Mayaka photos. Yeah. Do I think think that it shows a skunk I want to believe them. Well, yeah, everybody wants to believe it. But, I don't know. 
the fact that somebody who what did this costume shop owner have the actual uh that actual same like statue uh I don't think they ever provide. I didn't see in the sources that I read. I didn't see any proof. Okay. It might've been that a costume designer or costume manufacturer looked at that and said like, Oh, we have some of those things. Um, yeah. You know, the teeth and whatnot look like the stuff that we have. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it looks like a goddamn fucking orangutan hanging out in her fucking backyard. Eating apples, looking for tang. It sure does. You know how you do Um, it. Yeah, I I don't know. I, uh, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know what to make of those photos, to be honest with you. Okay. Fair enough, Andy. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's conclusive either way. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, animals show up in weird places. It happens. Um, yeah. There's been stories of like uh, mountain lions and cougars and shit traveling from the western United States all the way over to like fucking New Eng- New New England. Yeah. You know. Some and motherfucker shows up in his... Oh, my God. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's a cougar. Ah! No, Tom Brady, save me. <laughs> let's talk about that cougar for a second, though. Yeah, let's uh, talk about him. That cougar got hit by a car, and that's why it died. And let's talk about... <laughs> let's talk about... Let's talk about how there's no... That cougar there's no... got hit by a car, and that's why it died. So let's talk about why there's no skunk ape bodies on the roadways. Doesn't that seem logical? You know what? There are a lot of bodies. I think you hit a fucking skunk ape. Your car, your car is the one you fucked. Yeah, and you know this is the same thing that's true with Bigfoot. There's always they're always like near the roadways, and people are like hitting them with their cars, and they limp off into the distance and stuff. But no Bigfoot, no Sasquatch, no Skunk Ape has ever been hit and killed by a car. Yes, um, there's no physical evidence. And you know you know what there's lots of physical evidence of? Getting hit by cars in Florida? Black bears. Number one cause of death for black bears in the state of Florida. Really? Mm-hmm. Automobile do you just keep that fa- Do you just keep that fact in your back pocket? Yeah, that's one I've known for about 13 years, and it doesn't come up a lot, but when it does, it feels good. Um, when you get done um, over-talking and educating people at dinner parties about 9-11, you switch <laughs> to black bear deaths? Right. Number one, specifically the Floridian black bear uh, and its causes of death, ranks one through ten in detail. That's interesting. Andy, you're kind of showing. You're showing. Andy, you're showing. <laughs> uh, Oopsie. You're uh, you're kind of showing your hand a little bit here, Andy. A little bit, yeah. Not much of a poker. I think I player. know which way you're leaning. But I'm just saying, there's there's lots of physical evidence of Florida. Uh, you're right, Art. Florida was uh, over overrun. I don't not like it was a problem, but 
was populated widely oh, by black bears. We all Overrun. remember the the Florida black bear wars where <laughs> the the brave rebel Floridians oh, usurped the evil black bear overlords. <laughs> brother bear versus brother bear. It was a sad scene. Yeah. Um but Florida, well, a lot of the United States used to be home to the black bear, and the black so many bears, bears range has been much limited. But it's still the mo the most common. It's got the widest range of any bear in North America, and Florida has its own, you know, distinct species of black bear at this point. And the black bears within Florida are now pretty much contained to these uh, preserved areas like Big Cypress or the Everglades. Because those are the only places that really they can live in Florida. Um, but, you know, they have lots of run-ins with people because, you know, of all the things we described in the script that bears do, yeah. um, they're naturally curious and they get into people's stuff. It's easy source of food. <laughs> so bear, these sneaky little bears, these cute little ragamuffins, they end up in near urban areas because there's easy access to food. And they love eating garbage. They love eating dead animals. And you know the city streets in Florida are littered with that stuff. And <laughs> that's the currency. Uh, you know, these black bears uh, are, they're so separated now. Their own distinct, like, genetic population. There's a chance that we could discover a new species of black bear within the state of Florida, in fact, if they become so genetic. Yeah, I mean, I'm diverse. looking at pictures of them. They just kind of fucking, they just kind of look like regular bears but i am looking at one uh yeah yeah i mean some of these are like you know you oh wow that's a creepy one um that are being caught on like cameras they're they're a little mangy looking their fur is a little bit uh you know um it's different color it's like it's not totally all dark and black it's like little patches of cinnamon and whatnot and um these bears are very thin. Obviously, they don't have as much hair. There's probably not as much, you know. Um, maybe there's more predators in a swamp. I don't know. Swamp isn't kind of their natural deal. Um, if you just yeah, search, these are like, not Florida black bear and then click on Everglades, you'll see what I mean. Um, yeah, these black black bears are smaller than. Uh, than brown bears. Yes, I mean, and so they're, they're way less aggressive. If you make a big noise or do anything, black bears will uh, will fuck off. Yeah, and and uh, I know from experience. You know, yeah, you probably do. You you've spent a lot of time in Florida. Have you ever seen a black bear in person? I haven't, but when I was in Alaska, we encountered a black bear, and we oh. made a lot of noise, and it ran away. Wow, you could see a grizzly in Alaska. Oh yeah, you, you don't a brown want to. bear. You don't want to. Those guys are well, bad wild, news yeah. bears. Bad news bears. But, you know, black bears also are known for being pretty smart and pretty dexterous. Like, they can get into, like, they've been known to open people's doors, undo latches on gates and stuff. Like, they're pretty they're pretty resourceful creatures uh, and pretty clever at that. So, you know, I think this is all kind of stuff that you would expect from an ape, to be honest. Uh, yeah, one thing Joe Nickel actually mentions as well is that in the summertime when they uh, they really wear down their claws super super thin, um, their footprints do look strikingly like a humanoid's because the claws are so thin they don't leave impressions. Yeah, and and uh, black bears have five toes. Um, 
you know, the size of the prints is an issue, though. You know, if if we can if we just assume for a minute that all these uh, casts of prints and stuff um, that have been taken are legitimate, you know, like talking about an 18 foot uh, print is, is just that's outside the realm of possibility for a black bear. I mean, this would be an enormous black bear to have that size foot. But one thing about bears, the black bear, uh, they sometimes do this thing like they, they move their feet on one side at the same time. So they can sometimes walk in the same footprint with both feet. So like what you could end up seeing is like two footprints together. So that would make like one long footprint because the mm-hmm. rear foot, when it comes down, it hits where the front foot already was. Right. So then it makes like a, you know, it could look like, uh, or they might go in like a single uh, file walk where it's like only two prints basically. So it could look like a longer footprint than what an actual black bear would have, but it might still be just a black bear. True. And, and maybe they're seeing a black bear with mange and that would look pretty creepy and scary. Yeah. And so, um, like you said, black bears, just despite the name, the fur is not black all the time. You know, they could have, they could have cinnamon fur. They could have white fur. Uh, you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility to see. Right. Uh, or they have like white patches on the chest sometimes. There's a lot of variation here. Yeah. I mean, uh, bears definitely, yes, very. <laughs> I'm reading a, uh, a headline from the Tampa Bay Times. Florida bears eat too much and get lazy in winter, just like us. Now, if and, and, the, and the bear that they're putting on the the photo for this story is so fucking fat that it does not have a neck. And I could totally see that if this thing was standing on its hind legs or, you know, you're just looking at it at from a weird angle, it does have a very human face and it does have like very human eyes and the kind of the way that it's, it's so fat that it's fucking snout almost looks like it's flat against its face, which um, would look very human-like and ape-like. So, you know, and its ears aren't perked up, you know, so it, I think the ears kind of, you look at a lot of black bear photos and they're like these cute little cuddly little black bears and uh, they got these big goofy little ears and their little snouts and you see that and you're like, okay, that's a fucking bear. But you look at this fat motherfucker right here yeah, look at that. I'm thinking, what the fuck is that thing, you know? Um, and if That's anybody's interested cake. if anybody's interested in fat bears, uh check out um coming up probably next year, uh Cap Alaska's Katmai National Park uh every year uh I think around the same time as March Madness maybe or maybe it's right before the winter, before the the hibernation. It's like a March Madness style tournament for the fattest bear in the park. It's based on fan votes. So you can go online and vote for your favorite fat bear, uh, <laughs> if you want. So funk funkers, check it out. It's Have the, you done this? Uh, Cat my national park. Yeah, I voted. Uh, I'm all in on Holly <laughs> and the- <laughs> Holly. Holly is a great bear. She's very fat, uh, very curvaceous. People, and she's raised, she's like, raised Andy, children you, that have been on the fat bear right list. To- 
<laughs> Andy, you exercise your I right to vote, vote right? In you, this. Go, you go, hell yeah, dude. And you show your little sticker. <laughs> I voted. I did my fucking part. Uh, I did my part. Holly won. And that's 2016. The way it been. She's a mother. She's beautiful. I know who I voted She's for. A big, beautiful bear. Um, <laughs> I got to talk about I got to talk about feet some more because I am a real foot oh, yeah. freak. And yeah, you're a freak. You know, Dave Dave Sheely's got that cast of the Bigfoot foot. Dave Sheely's got a lot of stuff. Foot. Yeah, his cast has four toes, right? Yes. Like, should we should question that? Because I believe so. There are only three species of apes that don't have five toes. All the other apes have five toes. Why would this ape have four toes? Maybe it lost one to a gator. <laughs> to a gator? Bears have five toes. <laughs> Bears have five toes. Andy, All I get I'm it. Saying, I, I, you're, I get it. You're passionate about bears. I can't not stop looking at bare feet. <laughs> and I don't mean feet uncovered. Uh, I mean bears' bear feet. feet. Andy, we get it. You love bare feet. You love the sight of bare feet. It's one of your fantasies to have someone's to have a bare foot in between a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you can eat. <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't have a lucky on. rabbit's foot. I had a lucky bear's foot. Um... Dave Sheely, let's talk Dave Sheely. So hey, let's talk Dave Sheely. You know, controversial guy, right? Controversial guy in the in the skunk ape cryptid world. I think kind of the kind of the biggest uh, skunk ape celebrity, though, wouldn't you say? It, yes, I prominent. He's prominent. I think prominent, prominent was the yeah. best word. It's a good I, word. You know what? <laughs> Doesn't really say one way or the other. He's prominent. So I think in yeah. the cryptid world, there's a lot of people, and I think. You know, the cryptid world is, uh, I think there's a lot of people who take it very scientific. They they believe mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. there are um, unclassified animal species out there, and they want to know the truth, and they want to collect scientific data. And who are you to say otherwise, you know? If they're trying to follow the fucking rules, and it's like, you know, sure, in some cases they, you know... Uh, are they ever finding Mothmans or whatever? No. But, yeah. Um. Somebody has to go and fucking say, "Hey, this Olinguito is different than this Olingo," and uh, you know, it's kind of the same. The same. They have the same passion, right? Right. Um. To find these new animals that science doesn't recognize yet. So. I think there's a lot of people that try to do good by it, or there's just a lot of people who just enjoy it and think it's fun. But then there's kind of the, you know, there's a lot of people kind of like Dave Sheely who I think are controversial because they directly profit off the creature's existence. And so there is an incentive to, say, like, fake footage or do things like this because they directly profit from it, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah. Yeah. As, as a lot of people pointed out that Dave... Sheely, and we mentioned this in the research too. Dave Sheely, you know, produced of video footage, poor quality, classic Bigfoot footage, by the way, of the skunk ape in the swamp um, in the year 2000. And also, I think it was 2000, right? It's sometime in there. 
And it's also at the same time, right before he was, he applied for a grant uh, to study the skunk ape for his right. facility. So it's like it, the people timing are like, is that's just very convenient. convenient. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, Dave, he's, he's had his, he'll tell you the, you know, he'll be the first to tell you he's had his issues with the, with the government and whatnot. He obviously, uh, he's not a fan of the fact that the big Cypress national preserve is a national preserve because his family lived on there for a long time and had a lot of swamp trails and hiking trails and different things that they would do. And then when it became a preserve that all kind of got removed um, yeah, they, you know, his his like family were like swamp entrepreneurs, like leading tours through the swamp and stuff on the fan boats or whatever. They had a campground and all that stuff got, you know, pretty much shut down with the exception of the campground. They still have the campground, um, but they lost a lot of the other, you know, tour tour type stuff that they I could believe do. one of uh, Bill Murray's brothers is randomly staying at that campground. Really? One of the Murray boys, huh? Yeah, I believe so. Huh. I think it was a Murray. Cool. Um, you know, Dave obviously uh, did time in federal prison for drug trafficking. Yes. Um, he, according to him, allegedly 31,000 pounds, Andy. Yeah. Of marijuana. I, I, I didn't verify that claim or anything, but that was oh. what he told a reporter at one point, is that he had, was arrested when he was arrested for uh, trafficking drugs, uh, that he was caught with 31,000 pounds of, of marijuana. I mean, you know, he paid his time. He did his time and he got out and he said he'll yeah. be the first to tell you that, you know. Uh, yeah, he made a mistake and he did his time and whatever. So, But I, I think I think, though, our, you know, it shows it shows part of the like character of Dave. Sheely, and I'm not trying to say that he's a criminal, but I'm trying to say like, you know, his, you know, he holds his dad out as like a rum runner, like a guy who was, you know, trafficking in alcohol illegally between right. the swamp and in Miami. And it's like, I think that there's, I think he's just a person who probably for his whole life was indoctrinated this way and has just lived his whole life with a really uneasy relationship with the government. And then what happens? The government comes and turns his home into a national preserve <laughs> and he has to have like, he has to get permits to freaking go out and do stuff. Everything that he does, that he used to just be able to do and never ask anybody about. Now he's got to go through all these legal hoops and stuff. Um, even though it seems like he has, an okay relationship with the national park service, you know, Yeah. like they don't, he's not like an agitator. Um, he clearly doesn't like it and he clearly has a major distrust of the government. Um, but it seems like he, for the most part complies with what they ask him to do. So yeah. and I, I just mean, think we it shows, we don't know the guy. We don't know the guy. We're just talking yeah. about his character, his character as he portrays in, um, various media appearances. So, um, yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know. I I don't know what I make of his claims. You know, he's got a lot of, we haven't seen any, like we haven't seen part of me is kind of like, if this guy was really trying to profit off this stuff, why wouldn't he be doing more 
Um, yeah. And then, uh, the other part of me is like, I don't know, maybe he's just like, he apparently makes good coin from the Skunk Ape t-shirts alone, which they are kind of cool shirts. Um, I mean, to me, to me, Dave Sheely, Dave Sheely has a Joe Exotic vibe. A little bit. And, a little, he's nowhere near, I think, Joe's level, but yes. No, he's not. He's not Joe Exotic, but he's got a Joe Exotic vibe. Like he's he's like a Joe Exotic. If uh, Joe Exotic didn't have any actual animals, <laughs> like a Joe Joe Exotic with a zoo with no animals, it wouldn't surprise me if it turned out that Dave Sheely was having some feud with a woman who uh, runs a habitat for skunk apes, a habitat that's empty <laughs> in Oklahoma. Like a like a sanctuary for the skunk ape. There's no no animals at all in it, and Dave Sheely has a long running feud with her. Yeah, it would not surprise me. <laughs> and he gets some guy to uh, he's gonna get some guy to go murder her. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but it, yeah, he's not to that level. But there's just something about it to me that was like reading Joe Exotic. I agree. There's vibes there I think for sure. I think it's like this this like sort of um almost libertarian bent in the way he kind of carries himself and and the stuff that he says where it's very much um you know, I think Joe Exotic kind of had that anti-government sort of slant as well. Yeah. Um I don't know, there's just something there's just something similar about it where it's like if I want to have a skunk ape, I should be able to have a skunk ape. I'm going to have a beautiful skunk ape, and then I'm going to put it down here, Carol Baskins. I'm going to do it. Look, the skunk everyone wants to pose with a skunk ape baby. Nobody wants to see a skunk ape adult. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to hang up all this rancid Walmart meat from the trees and let the skunk <laughs> apes eat it. <laughs> God, I'm gonna never, I'm never gonna financially recover from this. Uh, Skunky tore off one of my workers' arms. I um, I would really, uh, truly like to see Doc Antle, uh, the real life Doc Antle, run a a zoo for cryptids. <laughs> yeah, from behind fucking prison bars. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Um. Yeah. Anyway, they definitely do both have those vibes. Um, how did we get here? We're talking about Dave Sheely. Guess we're talking about the footage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Talking I about. Mean, uh, yeah. You know, unless there's any other points you have to bring up, I think I've said all I have to say about skunk apes. Um. I, I don't know what my verdict's gonna be, but we'll see. Um, I I think that I feel pretty confident that I that I know what the verdict is for me. Frankly, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, I think I'm well, feeling good about it. Okay, Andy, go ahead. All right. Um. Uh. So I'm gonna go in the case of the skunk ape. Um. Does the skunk ape exist? Is there some as of yet unclassified ape-like creature roaming the swamps 
of of Florida and the American Southeast. I'm going to give this plausible quark. Wow, what the fuck? No way. I know you weren't expecting it, but I wasn't. Hear me out. Hear me out here. Um, I'll agree with uh, with Dave Sheely on one thing. There are some things that we don't we don't know, and who knows? Maybe they'll find something in uh, the Florida swamps. Um, I think I think the thing for me with the skunk ape is that I felt way more confident about that people had described with the Mothman a sandhill crane, that people had described an owl with the um with the uh the flatwoods monster with with the skunk ape i'm le- i'm leaning hard into it being a black bear but there are some things that if they're not faked they don't add up for a black bear right like some of the descriptions i mean you know i mean people really are like these things fucking stink and i'm like man do bears really fucking stink that bad Maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. know how bad a, I don't know how bad a bear smells. I've and never really been that close to a bear. Most animals I mean, stink. I mean, I have a cat right. and the cat my cat stinks. Yeah. I mean, you know, cats yeah. stink. Yeah, animals animals have their own peculiar aromas and you know, I I don't know. Yeah. The, the, Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> Fuck, I'm I'm definitely the Florida of this podcast relationship. I come right. in and I'm like, yeah, the fucking thing's fucking stinks. And he's like, indeed, <laughs> indubitably, it does have a peculiar aroma. <laughs> indubitably, my chum. It, yes, animals do have their own musk. <laughs> but shit, uh, the fucking thing smells like <laughs> piss and shit. Look, I'm horrible. And this is Andy. <laughs> I'm, un, I'm an uncivilized jackass who has a potty mouth. My mouth stinks like a skunk ape. Shit. <laughs> and he's smart and refined. Yeah. He's a city me. boy. I'm, and I'm a I'm, stupid idiot who lives in a tree. I am definitely high society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how bad a bear stinks. I mean, does he's, a bear stink so bad that like... 77 different like all these cases are like yeah it stunk something stank it was stinky that's yeah it's a stinky smell it's it's like i believe that a bear an individual bear could stink but it's like over the course of the years but then you have to wonder is it just people picking this up and they're like you know you know how it is like it becomes popular lore and then people are like oh it stinks it stunk i smelled a stinky stink oh it was a skunk ape uh, and I don't hey, know how bad it's a skunk ape. <laughs> I'm a New York tourist. I was there on that bus going down to Ocho P. Yo, I saw him, Jimmy Skunk Ape. Did <laughs> uh, the swamps stink, though? Is it possible that people are just smelling a stinky ass swamp? Maybe. Um, I've driven. I've driven through Alligator Alley, which I believe is. Uh, it goes right through the fucking Everglades there. It is, um, I think it's 75. Mm-hmm. I think that's 75 that goes down mm-hmm. there. I could be wrong. Okay. But I've driven through that a few, actually twice, both ways, from trips down, family trips down to Florida. And, I mean, let me tell you, listeners, 
If you want to go see some gators, you'll see a fucked. They they are not lying when they call it Alligator Alley. You see a lot of alligators. It's really cool. They're out there sunbathing. They're in the water. I mean, tons of tons of alligators. So many that you actually get bored of seeing alligators. Um, it's a lot of gators. I'm not underestimating how many gators there are. Do I re- do I recall any kind of stinky smell? No. And I think when you're driving and you smell a skunk, you smell it. When you're driving and you drive back past some kind of large industrial factory, you smell it. Yeah. So I got to think that, you know. But it doesn't linger. Unless you get sprayed directly by a skunk. Right. But I feel like right. a skunk has its own specific scent. Like, I think you know yeah. when it's a skunk. Yeah, sure. I think it's got its own distinct aroma. I mean, we've all smelled probably skunk roadkill. Skunk bunk. And, yeah, the skunk bunk. So I don't know. I mean, I just, there are some there are some incongruities with a bear that some of these there accounts are. give. And if, if these accounts, if we, if we say, okay, these are genuine accounts and these people are describing it accurately, which they might not be. I mean, I'm willing to admit that. Uh, then it probably doesn't fit with a bear. I mean, I would guess likely that it's mostly bears that people are seeing. Yeah. Um, or it's pranks or it's other stuff. Um, and like I said, you know, there's no evidence for a skunk ape, yet there's dozens of bears killed every year by cars in the state of Florida. You know, who's to say that people aren't seeing a skunk ape at first when it's up on two legs and they ram it with their car and then when they go and look at the corpse, it, oh, it's a bear. Right. It was a bear. Right. I thought it was a skunk ape, but it was a bear. And then, you know, I don't know. I'm just, that's that's my thought. And, and so, bears can walk bipedally. Yeah, it's, they can. It's uh, it's a little unsettling when you see it, but they can do it. And I got to be honest, they look kind of funny when they're up on two legs and doing stuff. Like, it's funny <laughs> yeah. looking to me. Yeah, you put them uh, on like a little ball, a little hat. He's like, is it the circus or something? It doesn't look like it doesn't look like Dave Sheely's footage, but then again, I think Dave Sheely's footage looks like a person walking. It doesn't look like an ape to me either, uh, yeah. Because you know, apes can walk on two feet, but they don't walk fluidly like humans do. No, you they kind of wobble. Yeah, it's uh, and you know, it's because the shape of their bodies are different. Um, there's a there's so a know. source, quote unquote source. It's a forum post. On uh, I think like a conspiracy theory forum where somebody says, yeah, my family knew Dave Sheely back and blah, blah, blah. And Dave admitted that all that shit was made up and it was all his brother and him and Jack and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, I mean, you're just a forum post. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that was true and that personally, I mean, Dave Sheely kind of comes off as like relatively earnest, I think, in some of the videos and stuff i mean it's like all the doubt comes from the stuff that he's actually uh like trying to tell you rather than his delivery and stuff you know what i mean it's just like it's hard to believe what he's saying um and i i guess i'm not super like swayed by it being uh some sort of escaped ape or something like i said it you're not no that's the fun one it is the fun one i wish that i could be um, because it is fun, but like, I think that individual sightings and stuff could be potentially like escaped apes or something. But I think overall the whole body 
like I would just find it hard to believe that all these different people over this span of time were seeing an ape. Uh, you know, and I don't know that it's so like ape like to come in and like wreck up a camp, although that seems pretty bear like to me. Like that seems like something a bear would do. Uh, yes, bears do that. Yogi so, Bear has done that. Y- y- Yogi doesn't want to talk about it, but he used to do some shit too. Okay. Yeah, Yogi's Yogi's got a lot of skeletons in the closet, which incidentally is where his clothes are. <laughs> the rest of his shirt and his pants. That's right. He's a nudist by choice, folks. <laughs> he's a sick, perverted bear. Yeah, who just loves he's... showing his crotch to children everywhere. Yeah. He's the trooper snickety pervert. Yes, truly. Um, so I don't know. I'm just not I'm just not so convinced by that just because I don't think that even though there is a population of wild feral monkeys in Florida, I don't think that the skunk ape sightings are all completely tied into that uh same kind of thing. To me it just doesn't it doesn't seem like there's enough uh enough there to be okay. honest. All right. So if I'm leaning anywhere, I'm leaning toward it being black bears for the most part with the occasional, maybe there is an ape or something thrown in there. I mean, who knows? But I generally don't think that there's a skunk ape. Uh, but that said, because of some of the incongruities, I'm going plausible quirk. Okay. So you're kind of like oatmeal and raisins right now where it's like, it's mostly oatmeal, but there's a few raisins in there, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Where oatmeal <laughs> is the bears, but then the raisins are the orangutans. To bring this back to a cereal analogy, yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's today's today's episode sponsored by cereal, fruits and nuts, or whatever it's called. <laughs> but yes, I'll agree with that. There's some little orangutan raisins in my oatmeal, my bear oatmeal, uh, and the bowl is doubt about the skunk ape's existence. <laughs> It's very ornate. It's a beautiful bowl. Beautiful bowl. Great. Uh Crash made. Hand painted. Um bop, bop, bada, bop, 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 bop. I think I'm kinda in the same ballpark as you here, Andy. Um Okay. You know, I think plausible smidge. Okay. For a skunk ex- existence. I mean, it's a big area of land, and who knows? Maybe over the years one of those orangutans escaped, drank enough radioactive tang and now it's a new thing it is a skunk ape now i don't know i'm not a fucking egghead i don't know how long it takes for an animal to become a different species how many micro evolutions does it need to go through before it becomes something different i don't know and i don't know where the line is drawn between being um an orangutan and being a skunk ape yeah i don't know that's fair you know, maybe it spends a couple generations in the swamp and it gets it gets uh, controlled by the swamp. <laughs> part of the swamp. The swamp change you. <laughs> the swamp change you. Um I don't you know. You either become the swamp or the swamp become you. You either live long enough to survive the swamp or you become the swamp. So <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with plausible smidge. Maybe I could go like plausible molecule. Who knows? Uh, I'm down there somewhere down there with the plausible quark, the plausible molecule, the plausible smidge. You know the scale. And by the way, folks, we recently got a new edition of the Bunker's Plausibility Scale. And boy, let me tell you, it is beautiful. Made Mm -hmm. by our good friend, Justin Link. 
Um, boy, oh boy, I cannot wait to post this on social media and um, and and that's it. Um, yeah, we needed a new scale because of the episode Justin suggested for us, which was uh, Bob Lazar. That's right. Because uh, we introduced a new plausible anti-proton uh, uh, spot on the scale. Oh, and uh, <laughs> words. What are they? <laughs> are you? Uh, are you missed? What's that guy's name? Ed? No, you. You. Uh, <laughs> you oh boy! No, we both had Fucking. strokes. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> What was that stupid, that fucking comedy movies that <gasps> Eustace goes stupid. to the mall or what's that guy's name? Eustace goes to the mall. <laughs> Are you talking about <laughs> Ernest? Ernest. <laughs> I, I sure am, Burn. I can't think of his fucking name. Oh, man. Oh, Eustace. God. You goes to the mall. I got I got totally fucking skunk movie. brain, dude. I got swamp brain. Oh man, yeah, you do. You get too much swamp gas. I've been drinking there. swamp juice. Jim Varney, the late swamp Jim juice Varney. from the makers of Tang, brought you the drink that every little skunk ape loves to enjoy: swamp juice. <laughs> Buy it now. Everywhere we sold at Dominic's. <laughs> good luck <laughs> good luck finding it just like the skunk ape um, <laughs> so yeah plausible smidge we also ended uh ended we also added andy the uh <laughs> the plausible and a half i don't oh, remember yeah, what episode we half. added that in i believe <laughs> oh, yeah. princess diana oh that might be yeah i don't uh, remember that specifically though the new and a half which goes in between plausible minus and plausible minus minus, plausible plus, plausible plus plus, respectively. So very yeah. cool. Awesome. Cannot wait to post it. Um, for the other stuff, I think I agree with you. Uh, for the most part, I'm going to say plausible plus plus that it's a burr. Okay. It's a Florida block burr. Block burr. But you know what? I'm going to throw in a little, uh, a little bit of raisin myself and say, you know what? I think for the Mayaka photos, fuck it. Plausible plus and a half. That was a goddamn orangutan in that lady's wow. backyard eating apples, asking for tang. Wow. Plausible plus and a half, huh? Yeah, why not? It's fun. It's more fun to think that's a, that is a Florida story, and that's what you want to yeah. have. A fucking yeah. orangutan that escaped from either a great ape sanctuary or a secret monkey breeding facility <laughs> fucking broke into my backyard ate my apples and asked me for tang i i definitely do want to believe that the mayaka photos actually chronicle uh a real life orangutan apple thief that was sneaking onto the this old elderly couple's back porch i want to believe that with a hankering for tang don't forget that andy yeah yeah he had a hankering for tang for sure um well, hey, listeners, those are our <laughs> verdicts. Bunk Funkers, those are our verdicts. Let us know what you think. Did we get it right or did we get it wrong? Um, use the hashtag. I don't know, Andy. We got we got a lot to choose from. Yeah, we do. Um, hashtag skunk ape, hashtag swamp scat. Um, 
Oh yeah, this is a tough one because there's a lot of uh the skunk ape's got a lot of nicknames. Um Skunk Bunk. Hashtag skunk bunk. Hashtag Mr. Skunk Bunker. Hashtag Mr. Skunk Bunker. I like that. There we go. We did it. We did it. Use the hashtag hashtag Mr. Skunk Bunker. <laughs> Use the and- hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, Mr. Skunk Bunker. Uh, email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, log on to our website, mrbunkersconspiracytime.com for all the episodes and all the links and all the show notes and all the evidence and all the everything. And Thanks, everybody, for all the recent uh, emails oh, yeah. and Got a lot uh, of DMs and stuff, interactions with us. It's been great. Uh, we love talking to you. Oh, we love it. And um, get at us at Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Bunker Pod. Mm-hmm. Find us on YouTube by searching Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time and hang out with us on Twitch at Mr. Bunker Pod, where we sometimes hang out and play games. Um, sometimes, sometimes uh, play games. Sometimes the game just crashes a bunch. You know, it's a it's a real it's a real poop. That's frustrating. Um, don't know why that was happening. Hopefully, it was fixed. Um, yeah. Um, that's that's the skunk ape. But Andy, I think we got a we got a we got a little bit of time left. Why don't yeah. we talk about uh? What two animals would you put together to make a new cryptid and what qualities transfer over? Like the skunk ape is mostly a big bipedal hairy ape, but it has the smelly qualities of a skunk. Andy, yeah. what are you putting together in your secret little lab? <laughs> that that the skunk ape really has it all, uh yeah. so to say. Um but when you when you pose this question to me, I mean, I did a lot of soul searching on this art and I thought about what how do I want a, to make a cryptid? I mean, I thought I could have different goals in mind, right? Um, and I wasn't sure. You left the question open-ended enough that I that I decided to think about two cryptids. Um, sure. So, uh, I I uh, I thought first about maybe I would think about a uh, a creature that would represent me, uh, right? So I thought about what which two animals, which two creatures from the animal kingdom really really speak to my personality. So I think that if I was going to make a cryptid that would represent me, um, I would pick a pig and a sperm whale. Um, (laughs) This combines an animal known for eating almost anything you give it, um, is often associated, maybe unfairly, with being filthy and gluttonous. Um, Then you have the sperm whale, which is a big, wet mammal, that is also capable of making sounds up to 230 decibels. Uh, the, the loudest the loudest on earth for an animal, uh, which is and it's basically the same as a earthquake that measures 5.0 on the Richter scale or 31,000 tons of dynamite. Wow. Um, so, so this cryptid uh, is a hulking, flabby monstrosity that devours <laughs> everything in sight using the same technique as any baleen whale just opening its mouth and letting stuff fall in um it's also it's also obnoxiously loud uh, undoubtedly it reeks and is always at least slightly wet like slightly wet is the lowest level of wetness um and i mean there's probably also some sperm jokes in there which are very specific to my sterility that you people would make so uh that would be the that's the cryptid that uh represents me holy shit um, Wow, but then, 
But then Art, I also thought, what if I'm if I'm gonna make a cryptid, if I if I get to go to my little secret lab and make a cryptid, maybe I want to make a cryptid that's really useful, right? Like something that that am, that can do a lot of things for me. Um, so I started thinking about what are useful animals. You know what's useful? Cattle. Cattle are very useful animals. They cut the grass. They provide leather jackets for humans to wear while riding their motorcycles. <laughs> they give us milk, cream, cheese, beef. Cattle can even be beasts of burden, Art. These are useful, delicious animals. Now, the sea squirt, on the other hand, doesn't look like much, but it's a neat little sea-dwelling, potato-shaped, hermaphroditic filter feeder. (laughs) The really cool thing about the sea squirt is that it possesses regenerative properties and is thought to be able to regenerate its entire body. Uh, sea squirts have potentially big medical applications uh, for humans in regrowing tissue within our body. So uh, I like them here to make cattle that can constantly regenerate themselves. That way I can cut a T-bone steak off a steer and it'll grow back. <laughs> Think about it, Art. Unlimited steak. You're going to cut and I'm call- a steak yep. out, of a, out of a cow while it's still alive. You 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 put it under anesthesia, you cut out the steak, it it's crossed with the with the sea squirt, and yeah. it grows back that T bone that you cut out. Freshest oh steak you'll ever eat. Um and I'm calling this creature art the beef squirter. <laughs> the beef squirter. The beef squirter. Wow. Hashtag beef squirter. Hashtag beef squirter. The newest cryptid to hit the uh Hit the scene. Wow. Uh, Andy, those are both truly incredible. Um, I did not put uh, anywhere near as much effort as you did into mine. I just wrote down... Uh, <laughs> I don't, don't give me too much credit here. <laughs> I wrote down uh, Llama Bat <laughs> and Alligator Horse. Head of a gator or tar- tail, you decide. That's all I wrote. So those gator. are my two cryptids. <laughs> gator Horse. Alligator horse. They neither of them serve any purpose. Uh, I, like, I like the thought of the front end of a horse just dramatically sloping to the back end of a gator, so that it <laughs> like it's just basically dragging the end of it with it. Yeah. Um. It's really like unstable a, uh, yeah. animal. Very unstable. Falls animal. down. Is lot. it aquatic? Does it live on the land? You don't know. It's up to you. <gasps> you decide. And llama bat is llama pretty bat. terrifying, honestly. Any kind of, like, I think people think pegasi and uh, unicorns are really majestic, but a horse that could fly would be pretty terrifying. Man, you know, people would probably, like, asking questions about llama bat. Like, if you were trying to ask questions about the llama bat, you know, people might get confused and think you're talking about the capital of Pakistan. (laughs) Because you say, "Um, is llama bat clean? And people would say, it's not bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, llama bat would, uh, could fly around and spit on people. So that would make for some fun stories. Maybe like the skunk ape leaves greasy, stinky fucking handprints 
uh, people get loogies hocked on them and they go, oh, it's the llama bat. The llama bat. We were hiking in Machu Picchu and a loogie hit me. And then Joe Boy, Nickel would come along and be like, well, actually, I reviewed 77 different cases of llama bat in Machu Picchu and it turns out every single one was a tourist standing up at the top, hocking a loogie into the wind to see if they could catch it back in their own mouth. Yeah, that would be the enduring debate that we'd have to cover on this podcast. That's the llama bat. I'm Joe Nickel signing off. Nickel and dime. Don't get nickel and dimed. <laughs> Check out my line of breads. Nickel's breads. <laughs> Fresh from my oven. Do your mouth. Joe Nickel. And that's my five cents from Joe Nickel. <laughs> Joe Nickel. God Joe bless Nickel. you, Joe Nickel. Joe Nickel. God bless you, Joe Nickel. Um, so anyway, those are our cryptid creations. Buffle Joe uh, Nickel. Buffle Joe. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, that's you're cute, Andy. You're real cute. Okay. <laughs> I deserve yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a cute. You're a real skunk ape, okay? I'm okay. I'm a skunky ape. Um Andy, do you have any last words? Uh, Before I well, fucking thanks, hunt uh, you down, you skunk ape son of a bitch. <laughs> well, as I sit here uh, in quarantine reeking uh, horribly, um, all I can be filled with is raw liver and lima beans. It is a great life. <laughs> eat your liver, your onions, or eat your liver, your lima beans, and your apples. You know what they say, liver... Lima beans and apples a day keep the doctor away because you it's fucking a pretty, stink. pretty healthy diet. You're getting a lot of vitamin A from those livers. You got to be careful with how much you're ingesting, but you know, yeah. liver pretty healthy, beans very healthy. Yeah, a lot of it. Apple, a lot of vitamins healthy. in those organs. Yeah, a lot of vitamin A. Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe don't eat the apple. Yeah, <laughs> and take it easy on the liver. Yeah, lima beans. Hey, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Lots, um, plenty of potassium, good protein. All right, well, Andy, we got to get out here and uh, drop the skunk ape off at the swamp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got to drop yeah, a couple skunk apes off at the swamp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I got to oh, go I, leave I, a I, greasy, stinky handprint on the back of my door. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go leave a greasy handprint on my back door if you know what I'm if you know where I'm going, if you can smell when I'm stepping in here. <laughs> well anyway, I gotta, for, go, uh, not- I gotta go I gotta go have some apples stolen off my back porch, if you know what I mean. <laughs> for not the titular Mr. Booker, but for my charred co-host. <laughs> oh, Andy Hart, I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Skunk ape. <laughs> yeah, there it is.
Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.